Good evening, good evening. This is Pastor Jay with the Anointed Radio Show. And like always, we start off in decency and order. And we'll be coming out of the book of Jeremiah 33 and 8. And it says, I will cleanse them from all the sin they have committed against me. And I will forgive all their sins of rebellion against me. We got to remember that God is always a consequences, but God doesn't want you to always be in punishment. We always feel like God is just punishing, punishing, punishing. You know, there was a lesson. There was something, obviously, every action comes with a consequence, good and bad. And we have to kind of remember that God is here to give you a second chance. If you woke up this morning, you got a second chance. Because if God saw fit for you not to be here, you would not be here. That's how simple it is. So when you woke up this morning, God said, you know what? I'm giving him a second chance. So you should be happy about that and knowing that God is giving you new grace and mercy every morning. Don't take advantage of it. Amen. Death, I thank you, Lord, for this day. God, thank you for everything that you've brought us through. All the tests and trials, all the lessons, all the things that we've been through through this upcoming this week and the upcoming weeks to come god just be with us lead us guide us show us the things that we need to do continue to bless us god we just thank you for the blessings we thank you for the lessons we thank you for everything god god just touch us from the top of our head to the soles of our feet anoint us with wisdom anoint us with knowledge lead us down the path that we should go God, we just give you all the glory and all the honor, God. And if there's somebody out there that's listening that needs to know about you, God, give them that seed. Give them that person. Give them that way of wisdom so that they can start learning more about you. Not about the politics. Not about the organization. About you, God. The relationship. And God, just continue to bless everybody under the sound of my voice in jesus precious name amen 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 this is pastor jay and like always i have something to say what do i got something to say well you can find me at instagram at anointed jaylon j-a-y-l-o-n or twitter or you can find me at pastor jaylon calhoun on facebook if y'all hear that, that's the AC because it's <laughs> hot and humid outside. It's like yes. Houston. It's like rain. Then humidity is nasty outside. Mm. But you know what? Did you get your tickets for the Anointed Summer Party? If you didn't, go to anointedradionetwork.com. Go ahead and get your tickets. General admission is 20 bucks. If you got a vendor and you're a vendor and you want to come show off your product, your book, your product of food that you cook so well, Go ahead and get your $100 vendor booth. Merchandise. Merchandise. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. And go ahead and get your vendor booth. It's going to be some great things. We got a lot of people coming in the house. Oh, my goodness. The concert lineup is awesome. And we about to have a worship experience out this world, y'all. Organized. It's going to be on time. Amen. Amen. It's going to be one more time. Because I've been in Vegas for four years. <laughs> been to a lot of events. It's going to be on time. Mm. If you're in the house, if you're not in the house, it's going to be on time. 
Amen. Amen. Just had to say that over the airways. So one thing I want everybody to know is make sure you still go vote for Las Vegas's anointed radio. We're the only Las Vegas company business at the Kingdom Image Award out of Columbus, Ohio. Definitely go vote. You could go to anointedradionetwork.com. You could go to the website and do so much things. Have you just checked out the whole website? It just has so many things right. you can see. Videos with Simon T. Bailey, which probably won't be replaced until we have another great video. Because Simon T. Bailey was pretty dope. He was. He was. Especially with all, you know, I'm actually taking one of his classes on LinkedIn. Oh, really? After he had the interview, it was pretty dope. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, he's something else. So, definitely check out anointedradionetwork.com. You can check out our lineup. You can check out just music all day. Right. You know, it was funny. My cousin from um, Louisiana. Okay. She was like, man, she shared it this morning. I was like, my cousin started a gospel uh, radio app. Go download it, y'all. And then she was like, I like your app, but I said, what's the problem? That's the problem. Because now, why is always a but? <laughs> so she said, but um, I want to skip button. I said, well, this is live. So it's, oh. it, it goes 24 7. There's no skip, right. no pause. It's to go with the experience. That's like skipping over an anointed radio show. You can't do that. All listeners can't just do that. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's me, Pastor J. Lady AJ in the house. Good evening, everyone. This is Lady AJ, and you can follow me on Instagram at LadyAJ2020, or you can drop me a line at LadyAJ2020 at gmail.com. Hey, Lady AJ. Yes, sir. Are you going to be posting some pictures at the... Anointed Radio Summer Party on your Instagram? Yes, sir. Yeah, she gonna get active <laughs> on Instagram. Uh-huh. Amen. So we have in the house, I'm gonna let her introduce herself. Yes. We have an in the studio interview, so we always let them talk in the beginning. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Shakita Andrews. Okay, okay. And I am an author of the book called The Unbroken, Trying to Be Broken. Mm. Um, it's my first published book. Amen. Um, I am an Air Force combat veteran and a mother of six. <laughs> um, three girls, three boys. You drive me crazy sometimes. Wow. <laughs> that's what kids do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so that's it. I'm just really just trying to get back on track, doing what God told me to do. Amen. And Amen. stop walking in fear. Amen. Hey, hey, this going to be a good interview. It sure is. But you know we didn't do what we have to do, though, right? Go into our favorite segment, That's Not Nice. What, other than the weather? What What's not nice? Man, let me tell you what's not nice, okay. y'all. So what's not nice... I can't talk about that. No, That's you can't. Nice. And I knew, you know what? And I knew, I knew what it was gonna be. But it's not. We're not talking about that. <sighs> What's not nice is people that don't prepare. That's not nice. But that's not what I'm going to talk about. We're going to talk about something that's happening in this, in the nation. That's not nice. Let's talk okay. about that because I have a lot of personal. That's not nice. Like, yeah. You know, people but, that cut you off. You know, yeah. people don't use blinkers. <laughs> um. What else? People that walk hard. Is that just me? How about people that say one thing and do another? Mm-hmm. Y'all don't see the twitch of, <laughs> of anger. 
Yeah, that's a good one. But we're going to go, man, what's happening in the news that is not so nice? I had one, and then it, it lost. <laughs> because you wanted to talk about Because I wanted to talk about the first one. <laughs> but um, I want to keep it all in, in order and stuff. And so, decency. <laughs> yeah, that part. You saw I didn't say that. I just said order. Um, man, what's not nice? Oh, I got something that's not nice. What's okay. not nice is how... Um, what is that place? Is it Sweeten? Has ASAP Rocky, and oh. won't let him go. Mm. And which the crazy part about it is, they didn't find anybody at fault. So they didn't find the the person who lived in the country at fault. They didn't find the security guard at fault. But they're still holding ASAP Rocky. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. And then, even though our president called, they said mind your business mostly, mm. and they still got ASAP Rocky in jail. Yeah. And then you see a trend because now they brought into the in the news line that Future was in, I believe, the UK, and some um, people from the UK punched out his security guard, and they saw Future walk away. Well, what else are you supposed to do? Mm. If you see already the example of a different country putting somebody else in jail that was associated with the fight, because ASAP Rocky, the person was harassing them, and the security guard told him back up and you see the mm -hmm. whole video right. and then they got into a fight it wasn't like they was just looking for a fight like how they yeah. so it was just crazy so I just say I'm, I'm definitely praying for ASAP Rocky his mom is distraught and he's in they said they're giving him an apple a day yeah and he's in horrible living I don't man I wouldn't first of all that's my biggest fear have y'all ever watched that show uh, Locked Up Abroad uh, yes, I have. No. That's my show, and it makes me show, like, now nah, I would never do anything overseas. So um, he's locked up abroad, and it's horrible because they don't go by the same laws as Americans. Right. And they don't have to. Right. So uh, I just say pray for ASAP Rocky. It's sad that he went out there for business and to work, and he has a child. Don't he have children? Like I don't know. I'm not familiar yeah. with them. Man, it, it's just sad. So definitely I'm – I definitely say everybody just to pray for him and his family because that's distraught to not be able to do anything. You can't do nothing. And as a parent, it's already bad if your child locked up in the States. Now, just think about it. If your child's locked up in a different country, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't even go visit. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So definitely, I'm going to hit them for holding ASAP Rocky with the good old, that's not nice. Uh-oh. That is not nice, y'all. Everybody just keep him in prayer. Man, I was kind of depressing on a depressing note, I'm, but I'm going to bring it back up. We're going to go ahead and go into the mix, y'all. And within going into the mix, we're going to get something fast. We're going to go ahead and do All Back by Brian Poppin. And we will see you guys in a minute. Let's go! Everything that the enemy stole 
let you take what is mine. I've come too far, been through too much.
nothing else I can do If the river was lost Well I found it Hard to admit But it's true I'm all out of reasons why There's nobody else to blame I don't know What else to do Something's gotta change, I need you to save me Nobody else can change me Ain't leaving till you pull me out I'm stuck in I know there ain't no other way We're going all in Head first and I'm jumping in Ain't leaving till you pull me out I'll be washed by the water, washed by the water to understand that just because God allows things that may not be good to us does not mean that it's not good for us. <laughs> yeah. See, a parent fails if the child never learns how to fly. I hope I'm talking to somebody today.
just have one request. Promise me you'll hold me close. Don't ever let me go. Away. Ooh, hold me close. 
God, this is our cry to you. Love you forever. Love you forever. Love you forever. Even if it never, never gets better. It never gets better. That was Love You Forever. That's a beautiful little song, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and go into our interview. And Miss Andrews, are you ready for your icebreaker question? I am. All right. What is your favorite cartoon? I would have to say Tom and Jerry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tom and Jerry. That's a classic. Like, you just can't yeah. go wrong with Tom and Jerry. No, but they didn't talk, though. I know. Okay. They didn't have to say anything. No, they, they got didn't. so they got... much across. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, I, I, I'm thinking about that show. I'm like, as a kid, I used to be, that was the show that if you didn't want to sleep in the dark and you just turned the TV on so the TV could be on and there was a light, <laughs> that was the show, that that and the Black Panther. I'm like, these shows don't say nothing. It's literally, they're not saying a word. The not Black word. Panther, the Pink Panther. Right, oh. I was like, Pink Panther. Pink Panther. <laughs> yeah. He was quiet. <laughs> yeah. Pink Panther. You're right about that. So, first of all, can you tell us where your hometown is? My hometown is Statesville, North Carolina. It's a blink of a town. Mm. Um, so, if What does that mean? That means if you close your eyes, you'll miss it. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought that's what it meant, but I wanted to just elaborate, make sure I knew that was what it meant. Yes, it's a tiny little town. Um, I was just there a couple weeks ago, actually last weekend, to oh, surprise okay. my grandma for her 80th birthday. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, yeah. I know she was so glad to oh, see Oh, yes. She cried. And then yeah. she Aww. tried to pop me. Oh, wow. <laughs> Zero to 100 real quick. Zero to 100 fast. Okay. So, how did you get to Vegas? Um, My ex-husband got stationed here. And... Briefly after he and I got here together, um, things hit the fan, and I stayed after our divorce. Okay. Yes. So, being in Vegas, how did, did it feel like, man, this is a place of opportunity, you know? Because I feel like a lot of times people come here, all different places of life, Chicago, the East Coast, the West Coast, and... They, they come here and they're like, man, I feel like I could make a book or I could do this movie or, you know, did you feel like, man, this was like a new place I could reinvent myself? Um, Actually, I didn't. Hmm. Uh, when I moved here, well, I was military. And so um, I was kind of used to traveling. So coming here, I was like, oh, it's a new experience. I'm excited for that. But I didn't think much past that. Um, and then after I started going through what I went through with my ex-husband, uh, I felt like Vegas was a prison and I was mm. isolated mm -hmm. and, um, the mountains were literally a cell for me and That's I was, funny that I you struggled worded that oh, way. Wow. So when I was stationed at Fort Stewart, Georgia, I thought the trees were a prison. Yeah. Savannah area of Georgia. If you turn around everywhere you turn until you get to Florida or maybe South Carolina, no, South Carolina has a lot of trees, too. I felt like the trees was a prison. So I know you're struggling talk, yes. looking around. But I thought the mountains was majestic. Like, because the Bible says, look up to the hills where your help come from. You know, I was like, oh, look at it. You can look up. Right. It's right there. But I could get, I could, I could feel that. Yes. So 
tell us a little bit about some of what inspired your book well I always thought that I would write a book because I had gone through a lot of stuff as a child that I felt I needed to write about. Mm. Um, However, the idea of it didn't come into fruition until after I went through my divorce. Mm. And I remember one day after a fight with him, he had left and I was crying and I sat on the floor and I was angry and I was like, okay, God, what do you want? I was just very very plain and simple right. what do you want like I don't understand mm-hmm. I feel like you're nowhere near me you've left me um what do you want I I, I give up I don't know what else to do yeah. and so um after I finally started sitting still and just talking very openly and mm-hmm. honestly to God is when I think I heard most from him right and um, after I started doing some healing with him, just one-on-one, um, he changed my perspective on these mountains. Mm-hmm. I think they're absolutely beautiful now. Yes. And, like, I love to watch. I actually travel, and I'll go and sit in a mountain and just write. Right. And um, But I needed to share my story because I'm a very quiet but observant person. And I can kind of pick up on people when I see them struggling. So I can mm-hmm. kind of encourage them and lift them up within a matter of, of like, no time. Right. And um, I just kept running to people. And I was like, okay. It was like I was like, okay, it's time for you to start getting this book out. And I kept sitting on it because of fear um, until I was looking at a sermon or something one day. And it was, like, uh, delayed obedience is still disobedience disobedience right Mm. and i got a pen and paper and started writing wow that was deep i didn't see that sermon delayed obedience (laughs) is disobedience oh that hit it so tell us a little bit about your book um well my book is my life experience okay all the different experiences that i've had since i was a child all the abuse that I experienced, and then the lessons that I learned behind them. Mm. Um, because for a while, I was very bitter, mm-hmm. and my bitterness uh, blinded me mm. in relationships that I was going through, so right. or running into. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's literally the beginning, a middle, and an end of every traumatic experience that I've had mm. um, that I no longer wanted anybody to use against me and to stop using against myself. Mm. And mm-hmm. so I think I more so condemned myself for things because it was my experience as opposed to sharing it and sharing what I've overcome. So that's deep. You said something that I think that a lot of people, I want to kind of go back and elaborate on. You said that a lot of your past trauma or the trauma that you've went through went into your relationship yes. and I think a lot of times people don't really kind of see that I mm. feel like sometimes they they either say well it's well we have two responses we could either do we could say it's their fault mm-hmm. or we could say oh I'm so damaged or and victimize ourselves." where um I think that's something that a lot of people should hear can you really kind of elaborate on that on um how I guess you could say as an example for somebody to kind of identify that they're bringing past trauma into their relationships. 
Um, okay, for me, I realized that I was running. I was constantly running. And I was like, okay, as soon as something gets hard, I'm running. Mm-hmm. And I'm running and I'm running again. And right. so I'm not taking the time to process what it was that has happened mm-hmm. to me. I've just run. So in running, I'm not paying attention to the red flags of a particular friendship. Right. Like just looking at their pattern and the friendship. And I'm just like, okay, well, whatever. I brush it to the side. And then before I know it, I am experiencing a whole I'm different like, yeah. level of trauma Right. When I could have avoided it at the beginning, mm-hmm. but I'm like, okay, well, no, it's whatever. I'm still running from such and such situation. And so what I realized when I got to this ex-husband of mine, it was like everything that I was running from hit me mm-hmm. when I finally sat still. Oh, yeah. I had to oh, deal yeah. with everything right. that I'd been running from. And if you're running from trauma for, since you were a child... You know, you kind of, well, a lot of people get stuck in that place of trauma. That's right. That it happened. So we've got a lot of grown adults, well, adult bodies and childlike mentalities. Mm. Absolutely. I wrote a poem about that. Really? That's crazy that you said that. Yeah. And I realized that when I was watching my children, because everything that I had experienced or some of my low self-esteem and everything like that, I was subconsciously pouring it into my children. Mm. And I was like how is it that you feel this way about yourself when you're just absolutely a beautiful girl or a very handsome boy and they're like, I don't like the way I look or they're like this or very timid and everything like that. And I was just like, God, well, God, it wasn't me. God was like, they're a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, right. Well, I'm going to sign up for therapy. And that was something that I also didn't get when I was a child. Mm-hmm. We kind of just overlook the mental health thing because, you know, if if you're going to see a therapist, then something is wrong with you mm-hmm. and you need to be on medication and somebody needs to stay away. But our a mind... A horrible stigma. Which it is, is a horrible... Community. It is a very horrible stigma because, unfortunately, in our community, you know, we, we talk about somebody real quick mm-hmm. when they're going through that. Right. But then we wonder why everybody is self-medicating with pills or drugs or sex or whatever it is true you know they're just self void exactly Mm -hmm. instead of allowing god to deal with the root of it right and i'm all for it because you know if the bible says that faith without works is dead Mm -hmm. we've been taught or at least i was i won't speak for everybody but i've been taught oh just pray about it and then you don't really do nothing else and you yeah wonder Mm -hmm. like Okay, I'm praying, but if you apply that scripture, it's just me applying it. Okay, well, the works is I need to go to a therapist right. and helps have somebody help me un, unprocess this. Right. Because in my broken mind, I'm trying to fix something. Mm-hmm. And how do you fix something in the same place where it's broken? Right. right. Like it's trying to heal in the same place you got sick. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing that I could say about, I think Lady Ages heard me say What's up? about by being people that's labeled bipolar and Mm -hmm. um labeled um schizophrenic or Mm -hmm. things like that and i really feel like those labels first of all um it's unresolved issues that was triggered by a one of your basic functions smell touch hearing you know where you were able to think about something because of something triggered it like a Mm -hmm. smell Mm-hmm. Like you might smell something, be like, "Oh, I remember being at an uncle house or auntie house or whatever," and that could either have a good or bad outcome. Or mm-hmm. you think of that, and you're like, "Oh man, 
now I'm mad or now I'm depressed or now right. I'm sad. Right. And if you don't un like you said, unpackage it. Because I think a lot of times we just erase things that are too horrible in our minds. Yeah. yeah. Until something comes back and then all of it comes back to you full circle, full at full steam ahead. Yes. Y you're going to be sad about this. Right. Because yes. you haven't thought about this in 10, 20 years, 30 years, and now it's all fresh again. It's kind of like ripping off a Band-Aid. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's... I think that's one thing where, yeah, like you said, with works, it's, it's important to go and find help. Yes, right. I um, because I'm a licensed therapist, and I've been licensed for over 20 years. What's your name of your ministry, Lady AJ? It's uh, Crown and Cross Divinity. Amen. And it's, you know, First it's time important. ever on Anointed Radio exclusive. <laughs> it's really, it is important that, uh, because my really good friend, Dr. Jackie, he's also a psychotherapist and he is a man of, of God as well but there has to be a balance mm -hmm. yeah. because yeah it's like well let's pray about it but there has to be some work to that as well right. and when you are trying to heal your inner man you do need some professional guidance as you move along with it yes and so you know in terms of because I've come across more therapists now over the years but it's still sparse right and you know but it's really good because I have I, I'm coming across people that are more African Americans in particular that are more mm -hmm. open to um, mental health assistance and that is that's the beginning of great things and right. you, yes, you um, marriage that with um, prayer and prayer and counseling is is the way to go because you can't have one without the other and there and there are a lot of society is traumatized traumatized and you, and you have Jesus, so that's many an understatement, an understatement. Yeah, <laughs> so many people that are you know struggling with so so many various levels of abuse right yes and and yeah so that's why people are trying to fill that void because they're, they're, it's self-medication. It doesn't matter whether it's drinking or drugs or shopping or food. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, so that's where the addictions come from because you're so busy trying to soothe that beast inside. Right. Right. So. And, well, you know, it's crazy. Um, my wife was talking about this today. She heard this saying that was real deep. She said, instead of holding a grudge, hold a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, because that's a lot of mental health right there. Right. Oh, my Lord, <laughs> is grudges. Because mm -hmm. I could think back on so many of my own personal family members right. where they held a grudge from 1930 or something. Yeah. You know, and they talk about it like it was yesterday. Right. Oh, but yeah. You see the prison that they make of themselves because mm -hmm. they're stuck in a time frame, even though time is still moving. And I, I, I fear, I fear that because I feel like that brings offset dementia. I feel like it brings Alzheimer's. I feel like it brings all the mental health issues because you're so stuck on mm -hmm. this grudge, this anger. Yes. It's unforgiveness. And, 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 and that pride. is scary. And it's pride. Because you could tell somebody that has unforgiveness and grudge on their heart because what they talk about, mm. they mm. don't talk about nothing current. No, 
it's still yeah that, uh, you could tell about yeah. by that just right there but you know when it comes to unforgiveness and that's that's funny i have a um story about that but when it comes to unforgiveness um my therapist had to help me with it she was like you know a lot of times people think that forgiveness is just absolute and so we say we forgive somebody and then we don't really give the practical steps to forgiving and sometimes forgiveness is something that you got to practice every day you might have said that you forgive somebody right and then two years down the line you have a memory of something that happened Mm -hmm. and you're like okay okay, now I'm not forgiving this person. And so, the okay, the way that I've seen this with people I know is that we have kind of weaponized God. And right. in the yeah. sense of weaponizing God, we're like, well, if we don't forgive somebody, um, we have to forgive somebody because God won't forgive us. But then when it comes to that practicality of right. trying to forgive them and we struggling to do it, like, well, like God is not going to forgive me, so I'm just going to go live my life because He's going to send me to hell anyway. Because I'm struggling on just this one part alone. Mm. That one small mm. task. One small task. And, and we make it fear, and the especially the fear of the unknown. But the fear in general mm-hmm. is what amplifies these That's small right. tasks mm-hmm. yep. into everything else because you make assumptions that if I forgive them, they're going they're going to be you know, they're going to use me again. Or if I forgive them, they're going to uh, do me wrong again. If I forgive them, I'm going to give them the power. Because some people hold on to unforgiveness and pride as power, mm-hmm. as, a, as a form of, you know, because I ain't forgive them, you know, I hold the thing. I'm strong. I don't need them. No, because, you know, one thing that I've realized, we've got to a society of running away like you said earlier yep. where it's nothing to cut somebody off it's, it's nothing to say i'm done with him it's not but you won't have a conversation to fix it yes and then a lot of family first of all that came from a lot of families because what we do if we knew there was a family secret what we do tell it no not sweep in my family no. <laughs> no. i don't know what, sweep it under I the rug your family was great <laughs> i wish i grew up in your family because my family was like you you don't say what happened up in this house mm. nope you got beat if you said what happened in this house. I mean, it goes down from molestation. Mm-hmm. It goes down from yep. um, robbery. If it came down, I, I swear, it's so crazy. I'm, I'm actually going to preach about this coming up soon. It's about um, how darkness is introduced. Yeah. Because if you think about it, I learned so much stuff that was not right. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. When I went against it and showed I'm trying to do the right thing, I felt like mm-hmm. everybody said I was wrong. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And everything, if, and then all the people that was doing the wrong thing, people was praising right. them like yeah. it was right. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. So it's cool to have a baby mama, but it's bad to get married. It, it's cool to go for your dreams, and it's, it's bad to just work and live same every day and just buy you a nice car. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. E forty said, my favorite phase is it, it, it's bad to buy a hundred thousand dollar car before you even have a house. Yeah, like it doesn't make sense. Like, and if you want to break the cycle, that's why I came up with that phrase. I told myself this when I was younger. Mm-hmm. You know my phrase: if you don't see the change, be the change. Be the change, yeah. because you gonna sit and wait for everybody, and you are gonna assume that somebody gonna change, somebody gonna bring a change, and God gonna be like, why ain't you bringing the change? Right, right. You know, I, I, you, you bring up so many, so many great points, and you know, like the Bible says, we're supposed to, we're supposed to hold every thought captive. We're right. supposed to, 
you know, we have to train our minds. And that's that's what the whole issue is. Because you have to learn you can't just think about everything. You have to you have to learn how to contain certain things and if there are certain intrusive thoughts that come you you have to have a game plan for it. So it how do you do that, Lady Adrian? Well, it's, I mean, you, you need to work with a professional. That's, I mean, those, those are the things. But whatever it is that keeps creeping in, then you need to, you need to figure out where it's coming from. Mm. And then you, you have to reshift it. That's what the Bible talks about when they say we have to renew our mind. We have to replace that stinking stuff that stinking thinking yeah that stinking thinking and, and with i think a lot of times coming from you know coming now from pastor point of view praying and fasting which a lot of people say they do but they don't let's be no, real with that's it true. um praying and fasting i just fast today so i went through it i can't say i was fasting all day and be all Ooh, fasting. no but fasting is important because it shows you that you are training your body and discipline because mm-hmm. a lot of times you think you're if you don't have control of your body if you ain't got no self self control, you liable to do everything. That's why the Bible mm-hmm. says all the things that I I'm not supposed to do, I do, and all the I things that I I don't want to do. Or you, yeah, y'all know what I'm I saying. Know. I'm paraphrasing yeah, this saying. stuff, but I'm just saying that I feel like fasting and praying is serious because now oh, yeah. you're 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 saying, okay, I know I'm hungry. That's a normal mm-hmm. function. Mm-hmm. Now my mind is training to say, you know what? Despite of my hunger, I'm still going to pray still going to read my word right. and i'm still not going to sit here and have a whole tam- temper tantrum mm-hmm. about me sitting here because i'm hungry and that goes with every other function right yeah you know i heard a pastor say one time that if there's something that's not um there's something that's not going on right in your life then you're believing then you're believing a lie that the devil told you that you're believing a lie and i think that's very true i think mm-hmm. that when we I can't lose weight. That part, That's a lie. That's a straight lie. That's a lie. But people tell themselves that all the time. Oh, I can't do this. Well, I, I can't, can't do that. Well, you, here's one that I get a lot. Lady AJ, you could chime in if you know it or not. I can't get off now that is legal. I can't get off drugs because I needed to sleep. You yeah. slept when you was a child. So I why do you? Oh, I can't do it because I, without it, I can't eat. Are you? I see, can't quit smoking cigarettes. That part. Yeah. And That's it goes, a lie. And, and it goes, it's a lie, because right? We, right, because we can overcome. Just because you're stressing, don't mean you need a drink. Exactly. Just because all these different things that we added into our own but there's mind. something. But there's something that you're believing. There's something that you're believing. Right, it's a lie. But it, a but lie. you're believing it, so you can't move ahead. That's why you have to restructure your thinking. And if you think about it. Because I've been really thinking about this, especially while I've been reading the Bible. It's a lot of prison cells. You know, it was really deep. It's a scripture. I can't think of the word I, I read the scripture. That's bad because my brain is all over the place. I think in Romans, it was saying, what would you do with your precious freedom? Mm. You know, in the world, we say, we free to do it. I got free will. I could do this. I could do me, right? But think about it. If you went and killed somebody, you ain't about to be free anymore. If you sit here, unless you say, go back to what your your um, example, smoking cigarettes, you are now a slave to smoking That's cigarettes. Right. That's right. Like, literally, mm-hmm. you are a slave to your habit. You're a slave to a lot of things, even if it if it's from um, sexual sexual conduct, if it's a lot of things that you could become a slave to, where you don't right. think on your own, you think of what fulfills that 
temporary need for that moment. Right. But like I've always told people that if you delay fixing it, mm-hmm. the interest of it when you want to actually fix it is going to be great. Right. Because now it you not let's say it started at eighteen. You forty. Mm-hmm. Right. And how much time did you miss? How much time did you miss with your kids? I could honestly say I have a testimony. There was a lot of time that I missed, especially when I was in the military, with my kids as babies. And I get sad when I see baby pictures mm. because I don't see me in it. Yeah. And it's like, man, I was so, so caught up mm-hmm. in me, I was missing the world. Right. Mm-hmm. I was missing the steps, the first saying, and this mm-hmm. and that. And I blamed it on the military, but I was there. Mm-hmm. But I was worried about me going out, me being in car mm-hmm. clubs, me being in the club, me doing mm-hmm. this, me doing that, because I wanted to make myself feel good during that moment because I right. was going through so That's, much. Right. But I could, I didn't even see what I was doing to my kids. Right. And now that I'm sitting here and I'm fixing myself, and it, it hurts. Mm. Yeah, but you can't let your thoughts whip you either. Exactly. Yeah. So I so I see that you you coach with women you do coaching I do with tell men me, and women okay tell me tell me tell me about that well when did you start um, I started right upon finishing my book okay. so about two years ago okay um, but I a lot of us don't know what abuse is mm-hmm. and so because we don't know abuse right. we don't know what we're going through or what we go- we don't know what we're going through is abuse, abuse. Yeah. and so can you elaborate a little bit mm-hmm. on how like a lot of people can't identify the abuse because that, that's really deep what you just said that um, a lot of people don't know what abuse is yes there are multiple forms of abuse um physical financial uh verbal mental spiritual sexual um there's a list of it and i can give you a list of everything that goes with it but a lot of times we're the most abusive to ourselves exactly. because of everything that we say we to ourselves right exactly. and we'll society has made it to where it is not safe to say that I am hurting or I'm struggling Mm -hmm. or I feel suicidal, Mm -hmm. but we can say something like I can't lose weight or I can't stop putting this, uh, smoking a cigarette or something like that. But a lot of times we look at the the surface issues and we're not looking at the, the deep issues. What's fueling that behind it. Mm -hmm. It's a Mm -hmm. form of self hate because something or somebody taught us that we're unlovable, unlikable, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So again, we become parents or whatnot before we become a healed and whole person. So everything that we're missing out on our right. children, we can literally be sitting in the same living room with them exact same and living room. miss everything that they're going through Man. because we're focused on what we're going through the truth? in the fear of speaking up for what it is that we're mm-hmm. going through. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I feel... Um, to even go deeper than self-hate. A lot of people get self-hate because they feel like they were rejected. Yes. A lot of seeds of big trees of hurting themselves was rejection. Yep. You know, I didn't my parents didn't be there for me. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was a bad And you know, that's where you got to watch about what mm-hmm. you speak over your children because yes, it can make a, a complex so easy That's like right. oh he was always bad or she yeah. did this and oh they was fast and then you wonder when those words come into fruition mm-hmm. and you start seeing these things because it's like I at least I thought like this maybe I thought way ahead of my years I was like well shoot if you keep saying it I might as well be it because a lot of people think like that because if I'm if, so, if I'm so bad then I, I guess I need to be the baddest 
if I if I'm if I'm a thief, then I guess I got to be a thief then because you keep saying this about me. You keep saying I'm the bad seed. You keep saying all these things. Right. Then obviously I must have to live it because you are saying this, and this is right before God. Right. And a lot of children just have that complex because you are a parent. Parents right. have a lot of power that we don't understand mm-hmm. with yes, the things do. we do and with the things that we especially the things we do not do. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different story. And I completely agree. And, you know, as an adult now, literally just learned this uh, past couple years, they weren't projecting any hate about me towards me. It was their hate for themselves that they were projecting on me. And then I took it as such and hated myself. That's right. Right. And I thought that I was the one who was in the wrong. Um, Like I said earlier, I just had an experience. Well, with my father, he's in my book. We did not have a very great beginning. So go read it so you can hear about it. You've got, you definitely got to read about it. Um, But I hadn't spoken to him for more than three minutes in over 20 years. And I ran, well, he, he called me and asked if my children would be coming with me to my grandma's surprise birthday party. So apparently he found out about it. And I was like, if he found out about it, he's probably going to show up. Mm -hmm. And I started having all kinds of anxiety attacks and everything like that. So then in my anxiety it was like God was just like, well, instead of having this anxiety, how about you just sit down with him and try to understand him? Exactly. And I didn't get to sit down with him. Um, he pretty much avoided me. But when I got back, I texted him and I told him that I was, I felt like he was avoiding me and it hurt my feelings. And so now I'm 35. The 35-year-old me decided to speak up for the 10-year-old me and have a conversation with him. And God brought back the whole experience full circle and in it, I just said, I don't know if we're going to have a, I'm sure we're not going to have a father-daughter relationship. I don't even know if we're going to have a friendship, but I will try to understand you and why you were the way, the way you were to me. Mm. And I'm going to forgive you and I'm going to release you because I am tired of repeating this. And I told God a couple years ago, I was going to be that one that was the generational curse breaker in my family. Amen. Amen. Now, when I said it, I wish somebody would warn me the attacks that would come yes. with saying that. Right. Because right. it is not easy. No, it's not. And I am dealing with stuff that I probably should have never dealt with. And, and for a little bit of time, I was like, well, was I not worth fighting for? Did somebody else not see that? They should break this before it got to me because it is hitting me and it's hitting me hard. But instead, it's like God is like, well, are you going to hold on to me and you're going to trust me in this? Because I, I was talking with friends. They was like, walk like Peter. I think it was Peter on the boat, out the boat. Yeah. I have memory loss, so I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But I was like, I can't swim. I ain't getting off this boat. And God is like, really? And flipped me into the water. Like, you have no no choice but to trust me. Mm-hmm. And I'm in that position right now where I have no choice but to trust God right. and absolutely everything I'm doing because mm-hmm. I want to change the trajectory for my children. Right. And it's cute to just say it. Yeah. But it's not so easy when it actually comes time right. to the work because so then, you know, me to sit and talk. I talked to my father for 45 minutes. And again, I have not talked to him for more than three minutes in over 20 years. Mm. And I thought it would be rage and anger and everything else that I would feel. And all I felt for him was pity. Yeah. And I felt so bad for him. Mm. 
and he he just he and my mom are a week apart in age and he looks like he is in his 80s mm. wow mm-hmm. and I just had to forgive him and I had to release him and a huge weight came off of that it doesn't change what he's done um but I kid you not the memories of it seem to have started fading away mm. of what he's done because I said I chose to release him that's right I don't see that same person wow that's a great testimony that's great well, you I, know, know, I know that touched someone right well you know I, I could definitely say it's, when you speak those you know declaring decree type situations where I'm going to be a generational yeah generational curse breaker <laughs> you activate something where mm-hmm. God's like you said yes because yeah. that's yeah. what you said you're just supposed to say yes <laughs> you might not know that you just said you said yes okay now let me start the set apart process right where you're like wait a minute like how, how did I become the uncool person I, right. I, like I was cool right. everybody was cool with me and now I'm by myself a lot yes okay I, I, I seem to tend to have, even if I call people, they don't even pick up the phone. God, why why is this happening? And I had I had this situation. I was just talking to my pastor about this, and and you have to realize for you to be be special, you have to be set apart. That's if you right. if you were with everybody else, you'd be average. You and you wouldn't be able to do the extraordinary things that God needs you to do. Because you got to even think about it. Jesus even had to break away from the disciples at times. Right. Yes, he did. So it's just like. Um, it, it, it's crazy to to kind of feel like, man, why this? Why that? Sometimes just be like, okay, I see the process. Like Lady AJ loved to say. What's that? Trust the process. Say, see, she didn't even remember it. <laughs> Sometimes I have to ask God, okay, what do you need me to see in this? Because I don't see anything. Yeah. I don't right. see nothing. I am I'm lost. Like, are you here? Like, I know you're here. you've got Mm -hmm. to be here but I mean are you here Mm because right now I'm not feeling it and and so then that's when I just have to sit and look at my children Mm -hmm. it's like certain things that they do I have Mm -hmm. to let them do on their own right but I'm watching they don't know I'm watching but I'm watching right and so I'm like if I can do that just as a human to another human how much more can God do that for me amen 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 Amen, Lady AJ. <laughs> no. Hey, Lady she, AJ, she, she's like, bringing it. go ahead. Yeah, she's bringing it. I'm, you know what? And I looked out the door. I, I, I swore I saw somebody walk by. I did. I saw something. Okay, Lady AJ. I did. Everybody, lift your hands towards Lady AJ. In the name <laughs> of Jesus. She's seeing, she's seeing things. Amen. I'm just playing. So, um, I think one thing that I would want to ask, and I guess this will be a final question because it's kind of getting late, okay. is that um, with the book, have you already seen um, progress with people that's read it? Anybody came with testimonials or anything like, man, I read your book, and ooh, girl, I, I was able to forgive and do this and that? Yes. I'm more of a practical person, though, so I'm, I don't expect anybody to read it and be like, oh, I can forgive, and that be it, because when we skip steps or we say we're going to forgive somebody and then we're still dealing with that residue Mm. and then we go back into it it's like well you know she did it but I want to be more transparent and be like okay this is what I did this is what I learned and 
honestly, I don't even have all the answers. I don't know where God's going to take me. Right. I would, I would suspect, though, that reading this book, that people will have revelations. They do. I've gotten anonymous emails from people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're like, number one, I couldn't put it down. Mm-hmm. My book is very straightforward. <laughs> it's it's right. to, the, to the point, no fluff, no nothing. And they're just like, if they didn't experience it, they know somebody who did. Right. And they're like, well, I'm going to share this with this person because we they need the help. They need right. the encouragement. And they need to know that they're not alone. Right. I think that, you know, we've put on makeup and masks long enough. It's time to get to the ugly right. and the, the, the taboo subjects. Mm-hmm. So that way there really can be healing because we're, we're not going to. Right. get to the root of it by just chopping at it it's just going to continue to grow back because what we don't deal with at one time is going to deal with us at an unexpected time yeah when you're not ready yes right. when you're sitting there trying to be happy mm-hmm. and then it just pops up like hey you remember me you're like brad where you come from so right <laughs> <laughs> yes wow that was a lot yeah, it was that's crazy I'm, I, I i definitely thank you for for sharing your experiences and your testimony especially your book um definitely where can everybody find you where is your website how can they buy the book you know all the good stuff how can they the get good that stuff um my website is www.shakitaandrews.com and you can get the book there my instagram is the same thing shakita underscore andrews um and that's it like I try to keep it simple. I'm not really social media savvy, so it's not like a whole bunch of and posts nothing and wrong with that. on there. But if you inbox me and you've got something going on, okay. I can definitely get you into the right direction. Bless you somebody, <laughs> somebody else. He gives me a hard time because I'm not into all that social media posts and stuff. Well, I mean, well. if you're gonna take me under your wing and help me. See, that'd be one thing. See, you can ask for help. Like Grandma used to say, hey, closed mouth don't get fed. They don't baby. get fed. <laughs> so, Lady Edge, I could have helped you with that. Well, you still I'm the can. One who, I'm the one who made the Instagram have in the to first place. It past tense. Still, yeah, he did my anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thank you for thank coming you so much. today. You're welcome. Thank I, you for yeah, having me. I, I, I know it, it takes a lot to be able to first tell your story and then be able to get on a public platform like this and be able right. to say it. So definitely, you know, commend you for coming on to the show and talking about your story and stuff like that. Thank you. And um, if there's anything that Anointed Radio could do, definitely let us know. Okay. And we'll definitely help you with some promotions keep or anything. You know, just definitely keep, keep in, in touch. touch. You local. So, I am. Yeah. Anointed radios here. You know, we we tell celebrities this all the time. Only a few hold me to it. I've realized that. Mm. I be telling people, hold and me to it. Those that do, they do. Man, <laughs> when I say that, they be like, I got you, Pastor Jay. Don't start avoiding my phone calls. I'm like, I got you. I got you. I think as as long as whatever we could do it within our power, we're definitely here to um, be a platform to help. Because our whole mission statement is about being truth lady Adrian. um positivity hope and progression what she said amen. <laughs> yes amen, amen. <laughs> educate encourage and inspire amen i didn't even know that was part of it yeah so oh. i added that she oh. yeah. <laughs> you see lady aj handles all the all, all the good stuff yes I i'm see. just the voice 
Amen. <laughs> Everybody. So, um, yeah, definitely appreciate you coming on to the show. Everybody, go get her book, Unbroken. The Unbroken. The Unbroken Train to be Broken. Different title. Train There's to be movies broken. and stuff like oh. that. Oh. Okay, let me let me see the book so I can say it right. <laughs> and it's beautiful cover. I, I was reading. I only saw the big things because you know I, I still got glasses, but I'm I'm blind and far away. So it says the unbroken train to be broken. Yes. Go get it. It's gonna be great. And we will have the link on this interview. So if you're listening to the podcast, go ahead and click that link right there. You're looking at it. You see it. Yep, you see it. But guess what? It's about that time. Oh no, it's not. Hold on, Cletus. So, um, anointed summer party. Go get your tickets. Twenty dollars at the door. Hundred dollar vendor booth. One fifty VIP. About to have a great experience. You know what I've realized with experiences? This is to talk to everybody that's thrown an event, especially an event that glorifies God and brings people together. I've realized that the devil is only if if the devil ain't brought no issues in your event, it ain't glorifying nothing. So if you got some issues, mm -hmm. if you got some people that didn't backed out last minute. Uh -huh. Well, you know, let me just say if, this. Let me just say this. Andrew Womack says. If you if you if don't, you think you're lonely now, no, wait till tonight. No. Oh, uh, that's not the same person. <laughs> no, this is a pastor. He says if you don't bump into the enemy, then you guys are going the wrong the same way. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. And if the devil's not attacking you, you're on the same side. Because mm. yeah, I always learned thing. from it's the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just was rephrasing it. But okay. it's okay. Yeah. So. One thing that I have learned, though, when I was younger, my minister of music told me that she said that the only reason why the devil tries to chain you back because he saw what you could do if you get loose. Mm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get loose. Yeah. That's a shout moment. Yeah. I had no shout music behind <laughs> me. So definitely I, I pray for everybody that is throwing events because I know the struggle of conferences, <laughs> concerts, yeah. bringing people together, yeah. especially in your own town. It's crazy. Yeah. One thing that I, I pray that it changes how people could get support outside the city more than inside the mm -hmm. city. And I, I pray that that will change mm -hmm. because just think about it. In your own city, you should have a lot of support because right. you live here and right. pay property tax. But you know, that's just like family. They say that, you know, your family and friends are the last support you until somebody else put a stamp on your name. So what they <sighs> support or not? You hear the heavy breathing going. was purposely on the mic because that I wanted you to hear the dramatic sigh of, ain't that the truth? But let's change that, and I guess that's the whole thing I want to leave on. Is right. just make sure you change that. If you mm -hmm. got a friend, a family member, you could support people you will never meet in your life, mm -hmm. and then scroll by your family and friends is trying to do something mm -hmm. let's change that where you start seeing it, it costs nothing to make a like it costs nothing to share the word it costs nothing I know people be like I ain't got no money you ain't got to have money to support there's a difference I had a big com uh, debate on my Facebook I didn't even I didn't even know that many people liked me on Facebook for them to be debating and having <laughs> almost a hundred some people commenting on this one post that I was really just wondering to myself because a lot of times on social media I feel like I just be talking to myself mm. it's just a benefit to other people see it mm. so um, 
when I when I put the uh, which what would you rather have money or support? A lot of people put money, and I I said money comes with support. Mm. It might not come directly from that person, but it might come from somebody that they know that they they was your ride or die champion for your business, your book, your product, your 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 whatever. And they found somebody that was like, man, if you knew about Pastor Jay and Anointed Radio, you would help them out. And they was like, oh, all I needed was you to verify it. You don't know how much of a difference that your if family and friends came together and supported something. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But in the real world, being practical, appreciate the ones that do. That's right. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go ahead on that note and clear this. <laughs> Amen, Cletus. He's right on time. <laughs> so, Cletus, Lady AJ, you got to stop laughing at Cletus. Cletus I, is sick. I do. I really do. <laughs> Cletus be on time with it. Last, like, two weeks ago, he was off. He was off a bit. But Cletus be right on time. I don't You know, I find him about $5 every time that he's late, so, yeah, he gonna get it together. Yeah. Amen. So, this is Pastor Jay, and that was another great show. Make sure you go vote for the anointed radio network at the kingdom image award.com vote us for the best media outlet in 2019 representing las vegas only one from las vegas and what i want to leave with you today never let fear stop you from your greatness Mm, amen and this is lady aj have a wonderful evening everyone and just remember Enjoy the journey. You got one, Miss Andrews? Thank you for having me. There you go. And trust God. Amen. 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 See y'all on Sunday. On, and that's our concert day. Remember to go get tickets. Bye, y'all. Woo!